right, hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. For those of you that do not know me, I want to welcome everybody that is watching us online right now on YouTube Live and is going to listen to our podcast this week. Hey, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. How you guys doing? Good? We are kicking off a new series today called The Power of words. I am so excited about this series. Let me just give you the process really quick. Monday morning, I I, I kind of thought that God was going to go one way. I had a couple uh, things that I wanted to talk about today, and um, the Lord completely just kind of took me a different direction, okay? I thought we were going to have about a two or three week series I don't know how long this series is going to be, okay? We're just going to go until God tells us to stop, all right? And so I, I wrote a message this week, um, had all the notes and pro presenter and everything, and then Friday night, the Holy Spirit just began to, to stir inside of me, um, and people were asking us if we were going to uh, shut down church, and lots of other churches were, were not meeting today, and I just felt in my spirit that we needed to have church today that we needed to be in the house of God, right? We just needed to be in the house of God. And so, man, I felt the Holy Spirit stirring something inside of me Friday night that I was supposed to preach something different, okay? And then so Saturday morning, I wasn't freaking out, right? I wasn't freaking out at all, you know, watched some cartoons with Jude in the morning, and then uh, early afternoon, I went downstairs and just began to pray, and uh, God gave me a word for us today, okay? I never do this, so this is way outside of my box to write a message the day before. Like, I love to be prepared, and I love for my messages to be completely filtered through the Holy Spirit, okay? And so this message is going to be a little bit more raw than usual, okay? Just want to warn you today, okay? But Listen, you didn't come here to hear TED Talk, right? You, you didn't come here to, to, to have a, a self, self-help conversation, right? You came here today because you need a word from the Lord. You came here today because you want something downloaded into your spirit from the Holy Spirit. power of words. Our words connect us to each other, and they connect us to God. The words that we hear and the words that are spoken out of our mouth connect us to each other. And our words can be inspired by fear. And when they're inspired by fear and they're spoken and they're listening to, we are inviting the spirit of fear into our lives. We're giving permission for the spirit of fear to have its way with our thoughts and our words. When we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, we're we're inviting the inspiration of the Holy Spirit over our words and our thoughts and our minds. When something like this happens, right, when something like this happens, this, this epidemic or whatever you want to call it, it shows us as a society where we're truly at, right? It shows us as a society, man, we, we can say all the things that we want to say, but 
the proof is in the pudding, right? I don't even know what that means, okay? It's just an old saying, right? The proof's in the pudding. Uh, I don't know, okay? But many of you have been to the grocery store, right? And you've walked down the aisles of empty shelves. Like that, that tells us where our society and our culture is at. We are breathing. We are living in the spirit of fear. Yahoo News, Don showed me this picture this morning. Yahoo News went and visited this guy, took a picture of this guy who has 16,000 bottles of hand sanitizer in his garage. Good for you, bro. Like, like when, when things happen, like, guys, listen to me. This is not Armageddon, okay? This is not the apocalypse. This is, uh, people die, between 300 and 600,000 people die from the flu every single year. Well, Pastor, we've got a shot for that. Okay, but it hasn't cured it, right? And so we feel better about that. Let, let, let me just remind you Satan's plan for our lives. To kill, steal, and destroy. Like that's his whole plan. And he uses the spirit of fear to try and destroy us. To try to steal what God has given us. Listen, I don't, I don't care what you think about our president, but he did make today a national day of prayer. But what I was confused by is all the government, the, the, the government officials and the mayors suggesting and really encouraging all the churches not to have service today. <laughs> not sure how that works. Although, Post Malone had this concert Thursday night and 22,000 people were there and asked them to cancel that. Like, like, this is where we, we draw the line. Like, like, this is where we're at in society. Like, like, and listen, if you didn't come to church today, I'm not, listen, good for you, right? You want to protect yourself, maybe you have respiratory issues, and you just don't want to get sick. Man, I'm not, I'm not here to bash you or anything like that. But listen, we're not canceling church, okay? It took me literally three minutes of prayer to know that we're supposed to be here today. I didn't need to fast. I didn't need to pray. God's like, yeah, have church. Like, like this is my house. We're going to come together, and we're going to glorify God. Listen, we don't, listen, we, we don't serve a mayor. We don't serve a governor. We don't serve a president. We serve a king who is still on the throne, and he's still in control. So we're not going to let a cold stop us from having church. How am I doing so far? <laughs> I knew this was going to be a fun service to preach at because, like, you just, you don't care. Like, you just, like, don't care what's going on, right? I got no toilet paper, but I don't care. I'm coming to church.
we see where we're at as a, as a society and what we truly believe in and what we truly put our faith in. So we're going to talk about the power of words and we're going to talk about the spirit of fear specifically today because that spirit is being spoken out through our airways and our TV sets and through the radio and, and the things that we read. The spirit of fear is everywhere trying to get us to act crazy and be crazy and be mean to each other. Like, and there's power in our words. Our words connect us to each other and they connect us to God. What are our words saying about where our faith is at? What are our words saying to each other where our faith is at? And so we're going to, we're going to pray on the National Day of Prayer. But I want to read this passage first because I want us to get our minds right here in Philippians 4, 4 through 7. And this is the Apostle Paul. He's writing this letter to the Philippian church. And they're having difficulty saying nice things to each other, okay? They're, they're saying, you know, not nicely. They're arguing with one another. And, and so Paul's like, okay, I need to write a letter to these people to get them to refocus. Let's read Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Paul says this, always be full of joy, always not just when things are going good, right? Not just when, when, when you have toilet paper and hand sanitizer. He says, always be full of joy in the Lord. Look, he, said, he says, say it again. Come on, I'm going to say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. When, when, when I see the pictures and, and I go to the grocery store and I see the empty shelves, this, this is what I think as a pastor. I think, man, I really wish people would prepare for the second coming of Jesus like they, like they prepare for the coronavirus. <laughs> Last week, we, we, we read that story uh, of the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler, man, he, he was just like, thought he was awesome. He, he thought he was good. He, he thought he was, man, he had a good job. He had lots of money. He was young. And he approaches Jesus, and he wants, G, he want that, he wants the accolades of Jesus. And Jesus says, man, go sell all of your stuff and follow me. And he went away sad because he, he loved his stuff that, more than he loved God. He loved collecting stuff more than he loved God. He loved his sin more than he loved God. Are we preparing for when Jesus returns? Are we preparing more for the return of Jesus than we are for the coronavirus? Look at this, look at this. He says this. He says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Right? He says, don't worry. Pray. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. Come on, that's what our country needs today. We need to have an encounter with the peace of God. 
which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So no matter what is going on in our society and our country today or in the world, man, when we pray about everything, prayer covers our minds with the peace of God. Let's continue. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Come on, this is what we need to do this week. This is what we need to do this week. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then God, the God of peace, will be with you. I would just ask that, that we would all bow our heads in this moment. I'm going to get on my knees. God, we just... We thank you that you, you're still in control. And our society might be out of control, but you're in control. Jesus, we thank you for your love. Holy Spirit, we honor you in this place. We recognize that you're here among us and you're living in us. God, we thank you for instituting the church so we can come and worship you freely God, we thank you that you're bigger than a virus. Holy Spirit, we just, we lift up our country right now. We lift up our president, our vice president, all the cabinet members. Holy Spirit, we just pray for wisdom over their lives, God. God, help them lead our country the way you would lead our country, Father. Lord, we pray over our government officials and and our mayor, Lord. We just pray, God, that you'd give them wisdom, Jesus. God, I just pray, Father, that what Satan has meant for evil, God, that you would turn something good out of this, Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray for an awakening on this country, God, that we would be awakened to your presence, God. God, that you would bring revival to this land, Lord. It says in your word, if we will humble ourselves and repent of our sins. So, God, we just repent right now, Holy Spirit. We repent, Father, of all of our sins and the sins of our nation, God. We repent of them, Lord. We humble ourselves and we come before you. And, God, we just ask for a move of God like we've never seen before. God, that we become awakening to your voice and your presence, God, like never before. Holy Spirit, that you would sweep through the churches, God. And bring true repentance and a true turning of our sin, God. God, I just pray over every person that's in this room and every family, every child. God, I pray your purpose and plan over their lives. God, I pray you protect us from this virus. God, we just pray in Jesus' name that you would destroy it, you would kill it, you would stop it from spreading, God, in Jesus' name. God, you are the antidote to everything that we're going through. God, we just pray right now for our meeting this morning. May you speak through me, God. Open our hearts and minds 
And we're here, Lord, to hear a word from you, God. Not from a man, but from you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak. I just bind and rebuke the spirit of fear out of this meeting right now. Holy Spirit, I just pray that your peace would rest upon every heart and every mind right now. God, we just pray again for our nation. Now, once again, we would be a godly nation. That prayer would be allowed back in school. Bibles would be allowed back in school in Jesus' name. God, we love you. We glorify you. We thank you for all that you've done. But God, we look forward to what you're about to do. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. We're going to be in 2 Timothy. And uh, 2 Timothy, Timothy was Paul's disciple, but he was much more than that. He was literally like a son to him. He was like this spiritual son. He, he gave Timothy everything that he had, but Timothy was young. He was inexperienced. He, he wasn't the best preacher. He, he hadn't honed his skills yet, and so he was really living in a lot of self-doubt. People were saying mean things to him. He was too young. He was too inexperienced. And so here Paul is writing this letter to his spiritual son to encourage him in the gifts of God. Let's read it, 2 Timothy 13, 1 through 3, or 2 Timothy 1, 3 through 5. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that you first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. Let's, let's stop there and pause for a few minutes. Man, the last couple weeks, we've been talking about legacy. We've been, we've been, talk, we've been stopping. What is the eternal legacy that you're leaving behind for your kids, your grandkids, your nieces and your nephews, what are you leaving behind to them? Like here we see it started with Lois, the grandma. The grandma was a prayer warrior. She was filled with faith. Lois passed it down to, to her daughter, Eunice, that same passion for God. She's filled with faith. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. And they passed it down to Timothy. This is an example of what it looks like to pass down an eternal inheritance. And I don't know if you know the history about Timothy, but Timothy goes on to pastor one of the largest churches. He pastored a church of some 20,000 people. And listen, he doesn't get there without Grandma Lois. He doesn't get there with, without the prayers of Grandma Lois praying for him day and night that he be used by God. He doesn't get there without the prayers of his mama praying for him day and night. It's only because of that Timothy becomes all that God has called and created him to be. But even with all of that, he's still struggling with self-doubt. Let's continue this letter 
of Paul. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of what? And timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Let's stop there for a moment. Are we fanning the flame of fear? Are we fanning the flame of fear by what we're reading and listening to, by what we're watching? Are we fanning the flame of the spiritual gifts that God has placed in us? Paul says, man, when I lay my hands on you, Timothy, you were filled with the Holy Spirit. You were filled with power, not timidity. You weren't filled with the spirit of fear. No, no, no. You were filled with the spirit of power. Stop doubting yourself. Stop living in fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power to overcome. But obviously, Timothy was struggling with this. Obviously, Timothy was struggling with the spirit of fear. He, he was struggling with self-doubt of being timid, right? Listen, we're living in a day and age. We're living in a culture where Christian values are not accepted. Christian values are considered not being tolerant. Today is the day where we don't be timid, but we be courageous and we stand up. Listen, if we want to see a move of God in our culture, in our schools, in our workplace, we, God is looking for some Christians that say, you know what? I'm going to stand up. I can be afraid, so I get fired. So what? God will give me another job. Some of you are hoping you get fired. And you're like, that would be great. <laughs> now is the time where we step into the courage of God. He has not given us that spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline to not go and buy a thousand rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> self-discipline. What are these people going to do with 48 bottles of NyQuil? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, congratulations. You have a dollar store in your basement. <laughs> not giving us a spirit of fear. Look at this. He says, never be ashamed. Never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Never be ashamed. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for you or for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. What a beautiful, encouraging letter to a spiritual son, to a, to a father, to a spiritual son who's struggling who's struggling to, to deal with self-doubt and, and He's too young. He's not smart enough. Listen, we all struggle with all of that, right? Now we struggle with that. And the thing that's holding many of us back today 
is the spirit of fear because we're listening to the spirit of fear more than we're listening to the spirit of God. Listen, the coronavirus is not a punishment from God. <laughs> okay? The coronavirus is not a punishment from God. It's something that we're going through. It's something that we're, we're dealing with in our, in our society. 1 John 4.18 says this. Such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. There is no spirit of fear in the midst of the spirit of the Holy Spirit when God is present because God is love. And, and when we have the love of God in us and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to flow in us and out through us, it expels all the fear out of us. The only fear that we should have is what we've been talking about the last couple weeks, the fear of God. The one who has all power. The one who spoke the world into existence with a word. And this is why our words have power. Because we're created in the image of God. And so when we speak, there's real weight to our words. When we speak to one another, there's real weight to what we're saying to one another. There's real weight to what we're praying and talking to God about. If we are afraid, look at this. It is for fear of punishment. I just told you the coronavirus is not a punishment from God. If we're afraid, it is fear of punishment. We talk about God doesn't punish. He disciplines. And when God disciplines us, and listen, you want to be disciplined by God, because if you're not being disciplined by God, you're not his child. God's discipline always leads to a peaceful harvest. It always leads to peace. It always leads to assurance. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. So John, if John was here today, he would say, look, if you're in fear, if you have 16,000 bottles of hand sanitizer in your garage... You have not experienced the perfect love of God yet. You have not experienced the power of the Holy Spirit yet. The book of Kings, there's a guy by the name of Elijah who God literally feeds Elijah. It's a famine time, right? There's a famine. He tells him to go by this brook, to drink from this brook. And he has ravens, okay, those ugly blackbirds. He has ravens bring him Jimmy John subs. <laughs> Meat, roll, I mean, like the whole thing, every single day, like clockwork. Listen, there's going to be a day that will come that will be way worse than the coronavirus. And it's going to separate. It's going to separate us as believers. 
Do we have the faith that God will provide, that he's Jehovah Jireh, no matter what we're going through, no matter like how hysteria that we're going through? Are we going to be the people that stands on the word of God, not just when things are good, but when things are bad, and we say, you know what? If things get so bad and there's no food left in the grocery store, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to ask God to deliver some Jimmy John's with some birds. Man, God's chosen people were walking around in the wilderness, and God every day gave them manna. It's this, this, this honey bread. And the people that took more than they needed, that manna rotted. Listen, there's going to be some people who have some rotted, rot, rotted top ramen, okay, because they bought all of them. You know what I mean? Like, Because God wants to provide daily for us all of our needs. All of our needs. And listen. Mm. If there are a day that comes, we go to Walgreens or CVS and there's no medicine and you're sick. And your only option is God. We will start to see God move again like we've never seen him before. We're too rich. We're too comfortable. We we rely, and listen, medicine is good. Doctors are good. Like, I'm not preaching that. But I'm just saying, as a very rich, wealthy country, we rely on all of our stuff. We rely on our resources. We rely on our medicine. We just rely on how rich we are as a country. Because you look in in places like Africa, tribes in India, you're seeing whole tribes get saved. You're seeing God move. Where a missionary will go into a tribe and every single person will get healed. Every single person will get healed. There's no... There's no CVS. There's no Walgreens to go to. There's no doctor. It's either God heals me or we die. It's time that we, we just turn back. That God becomes our first option as believers and followers of Christ. God is above all things. And so Satan schemes. Now he loves the spirit of fear. Spirit of fear is a demonic spirit that he's speaking over our nation, over the world right now. He's speaking it in us through the media, through our TVs, through our radios, what we read on the internet. The spirit of fear is everywhere. And I want to remind us today, we are in a real battle. We're in a war today. Ephesians 6.11. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Now, he's got a strategy for our lives. 
It's got a strategy. And I'm telling you right now, his strategy right now is the spirit of fear to get us freaking out, afraid, not trusting in God. He has a strategy for our life. But listen to me, listen to me. God has a destiny. Ooh, that's good preaching. Satan has a strategy, but God has a destiny for our life. Who are you going to put your faith in? Put on all God's armor. Next passage. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Listen, our enemy isn't the guy who bought 750 rolls of toilet paper, okay? Some of you think so right now. Not flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Listen, fear is an evil spirit that has been messing with our minds and is trying to direct us into the strategies of Satan, into the snares of Satan. It's, it's the sin that's trying to trip us up and getting us to fall. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, come on, after the, there's an after the battle. Okay, there's, a, there's an after the coronavirus. Okay, there's, there's an after the battle. You will still be standing firm. Come on, receive that today. You're going to be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Put on the belt of truth. Come on, it's the first thing that Paul says that we need to equip ourselves is with truth, right? Satan is a liar, and he is the father of lies, and he's trying to steal and kill and destroy our destiny that God has placed in us. And he will use whatever to do it. Put on the belt of truth. The truth is, is that God's love expels all fear. The truth is that Jesus said on the cross that it is finished, including the coronavirus, okay? Like he said it's finished. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. We need to put some body armor on. Because people's, people, our words have power. And we need to be wearing some body armor to take some of those, those darts and those arrows, right? We need to put righteousness on. Righteousness is just, man, right standing with God. Not perfection, it's that I'm in right standing with God. I'm following his purpose and plan for my life. Let's continue, next passage. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. Can you imagine going into battle barefooted? It would hurt. Be uncomfortable. Man, Paul says, man, get your shoes of peace on so you're prepared. Don't wait for the epidemic to come to try to put your shoes on. Because you're going to be late. 
Get your shoes on first. Get peace on first. Man, receive the peace of God this morning. You're watching online. Receive the peace of God this morning. Receive it. Put it on your feet because you're going to need it. You're going to need to be prepared with it to preach peace. Because there's going to be people that are in our lives, in our, in our workplace, in our family, in our friends that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that need to hear that God has come to bring peace, no matter what you're going through. In addition to all of these, hold up your shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil, the fiery arrows of the devil. Man, he's, he's, he's shooting those arrows. Come on, he's, he's playing darts with your mind. Come on, some of you, he's been hitting bullseyes. Come on, he's been, been hitting bullseyes in your life. Bullseyes of fear, you start to believe it. You start to freak out. Come on, you need to have that shield of faith, and you need to have it ready, taking the arrows and the darts that Satan's been, been shooting at you. Man, where is our faith today? What is our faith in today? Put on salvation as your helmet. Come on, put on, put on a salvation. Why is salvation our helmet? Salvation is our helmet because Satan attacks our minds. He's coming after our minds with the spirit of fear. And so Paul's like, man, you need to have the helmet of salvation that reminds you that you've been saved, that reminds you that you've been saved by the blood of Jesus. Listen, we don't need to, we don't need to wash our hands in hand sanitizer. We need to wash our hands in the blood of Jesus because the blood of Jesus is why we've been saved. Put on that helmet protect our minds from the spirit of fear and the last thing and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God come on that name that's above every other name when the spirit of fear and doubt come when the spirit of worry and anxiety comes you speak out the name that is above every name the name when is mentioned in the supernatural in the spirit world every demon quakes every demonic spirit has to flee and that name is the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth who died on the cross for our sins and said that it is finished That is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. The Word became flesh. And because the Word became flesh, we now have a sword. God didn't leave us without any weapons. He left us with the greatest weapon of all time, and that is Jesus. And we swing that sword through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul says to Timothy, come on, remind, i got to remind you, you're filled with power. You're filled with power. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and me. 
stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Pray on every occasion. Remember that, man, there are people that are going through it way worse than we are. There's people that are literally being slaughtered in front of their children by professing the name of Jesus. And so we pray, not just for our country, but we pray for other countries and other believers that are going through it way worse than we are. I want to end with this passage this morning. And I want this passage to resonate in our hearts all week long. Isaiah 41.10. These are the words of God. These are the words that God gives us today. Don't be afraid. For I'm with you. Don't be afraid, for I'm with you. Don't, don't be discouraged by there being no toilet paper. Don't be discouraged when there's no soap. Don't be discouraged, for I am I'm your God. I'm God. He's sitting on the throne. Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Look at this, look at this. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And what the prophet Isaiah is reminding us is that we serve a God that is undefeated. He's undefeated. He's defeated everything. Jesus reminds us it is finished. He took on all sin so we could be truly free. Don't be afraid. You have to be afraid of death. Because Jesus conquered death. This prophet Isaiah is just reminding us that God will hold us up. God will hold us up with his right hand. He doesn't even need his full self, just his hand to give us the victory, no matter what you're going through today. No matter what fear or stress or anxiety that you're struggling with today, listen to me. If you put your trust in God, if you put your faith in God, he's an undefeated God with a powerful right hand. And he will lift you above everything that you're dealing with. Come on, let's give God a praise today. Come on, let's give him a praise. God, we worship you. Jesus, we praise you right now in this moment. You are king. You are above all things. God, we gather together in this place to just worship you. We just bow our, our heads and we close our eyes in this moment. Holy Spirit, we honor you. I would just ask if there's anybody in this place that has never said yes to Jesus or watching us online, and you've never committed your life to Christ, I want to encourage you over the next few moments to do that. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth, and you just need to recommit your life to Christ today. Whether you're in this building, or you're watching us online, or you're listening to us 
I would just ask right now that you just slip up your hand. If you're watching us online, raise your hand. God can see you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. You can put your hands down. And I would just ask this morning that we all repeat this prayer for helping those making the greatest decision of the life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. The angels are having a party right now.